0: Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week, brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, navigating steady success. It's full speed ahead with comprehensive industry compliant financial services, helping your cannabis business thrive. Well, as we wrap up this podcast series, it's important to know that it's not for lack of interest. I've hosted the Sunday on Monday show on my Eloquent Online podcast channel for over a year and a half now, and it is the most listened to show on the channel. It's just that with going public, the workload, and so many other things, it was just the right time to bring the podcast to an end, and we asked Sunday about that.
1: Oh, I know. It's sad sad day that we're going to end the podcast because I've really enjoyed working with you, Jason. There are a couple reasons, though, that I think um, it's time for us to end this podcast, but one main reason. What we really did here, though, was accomplish the main thing I wanted to accomplish, and that was a historical recording of the history of Safe Harbor. You know, so often it's easy for me and it's easy for the staff to just get tied up in what we're doing on a daily basis and not see how far we've come and not remind ourselves of the accomplishment or nor even have time to celebrate. So I think this really reminded all of us of how far we've come. Otherwise, the main reason is that we're moving into a public company as soon as we get our final regulator approval And that just makes it difficult to talk on a public level. It's too easy to share things that we shouldn't. And in a public company, it's important that things that you are doing as a company are disclosed in the proper manner, in a public manner. And so I just want to be able to protect the staff, protect myself, and protect the entity from any breach of regulation. And, of course, (laughs) there's no surprise there. We certainly are mitigating our risks again and, and limiting our speaking publicly. We just don't want to slip up.
0: Before I had Sunday on my national banking podcast and before we started this podcast, the Sunday on Monday show, I didn't know a lot about the cannabis marketplace. One thing I do know now, however, it appears to be going through some growing pains. see a lot of social media posts about people being laid off and looking for work, and so I wanted to ask Sunday about that as well.
1: Well, There's a lot of reasons I think you can speak to when you're talking about why things are slowing down, but I I think the, the biggest thing I see is that we're entering into a new era of operators, and they are backed with greater levels of capital and greater expertise, both of which help push pricing down and increase the competitive pressure on the smaller shops. And I think those are the shops you're seeing disappear more than you are the larger shops. But make no mistake, those larger shops are are hurting as well, and they've got some work to do in order to make their bottom line. It's not that the present operators don't have the expertise because of all the participants in the cannabis industry, they know the business top down. They had to, to get into business and stay in business. It's really the access to capital. And let's face it, if you want to attract capital from either investors or debt capital from financial institutions... The the solid multi-state operators with uh, big game plans and lots of experts and, you know, big footprints are going to attract the capital first. The others, you know, are are being seen as the opportunity for consolidation. And I think that's what everybody's looking at. How do you not consolidate in this market? And how do you maintain a brand in this world of growing marketplace, of great big operators? I think that... uh, It's sad because personally watching some of the most (laughs) pioneering participants in the cannabis industry either slow down or even close their shop is is just a sad thing. You know, their struggle that they've been through deserves more in my opinion. But, you know, this is the way the business cycle works. I don't think the new operators in this new era will ever appreciate the work that the pioneering operators put in place in order to get where we are today.
0: And if you're one of those new operators and you haven't listened to all of the episodes in this podcast series, I really recommend that you do that. Speaking of the podcast, this was not the first time Sunday had ever done a podcast interview, but it was the first time she'd ever done an entire series. Believe it or not, despite having the best voice of any guest I've ever interviewed in over 3,000 podcast episodes and being a very talented, natural, professional speaker, that is not something that Sunday aspired to.
1: Not much has changed in the last eight years as far as I'm concerned and as it pertains to public speaking i 've never enjoyed public speaking. I don 't enjoy being in the public eye it 's not in my comfort zone to do this type of um, public speaking and, and talking and being in this leadership position. you know you don 't get into banking for the same appeal. You get into banking because you like operations you like numbers you know you you, you like banking things add up in banking that's you know. Not cannabis, right? That's definitely not cannabis banking. So I guess everything in my world changed when I made that decision to do cannabis banking versus normal banking. It doesn't mean I avoid public speaking because I think I, I think a lot of people know I, I spoke over 100 times inside of two years and I've probably done 100 investor presentations in the last year. So I do what I need to do. It's just not in my comfort zone. And what that really means is that it takes more out of me to put that part of my job in action and do it well. And then it takes more desk time and quiet time to recover from that. So I do enjoy a good balance of about 90% private and 10% public. There you go. How's that for balance? (laughs) Yeah, that really is what shows up on my test. Nobody ever believes I'm such an introvert, but I really am. Podcasts are great, though. I, I think that uh, getting things and information out there in short spurts has been a good thing. And, of course, um, I'm hoping, and I think we've done this, is that we've provided information that people and financial institutions can use for years.
0: And that is absolutely true. The Sunday on Monday podcast series is an MBA's worth amount of information for anybody in the cannabis marketplace. I never lose sight of the fact, even though Sunday doesn't like to focus on it, that Safe Harbor Financial was started by three ladies. I wanted to ask her about that. If there are women who are finding obstacles to advancement in traditional banking, what advice do you have for ladies that want to get into the cannabis
1: banking marketplace? You know, while it was three of us ladies that actually started Cannabis Banking at Partner Colorado Credit Union. I have to say, it, the success is more attributed to the teamwork the three of us had. We were so aligned with the mission of getting this done and getting it done right. And believe me, we were afraid much of year one and even into year two about what we were doing. So our attention to detail was great. I don't think this is all about just being women and starting something new. I think that this goes to all levels in any organization, and a lot of times women struggle in the finance and banking world because there isn't a lot of equality. It is still a man's world in finance, but it's the same formula for anyone to succeed. You need to know the need. You need to know or learn the solution, launch and learn, and be prepared for long, hard, hours to get ahead of the competition if it's a new idea or to stay ahead of the competition. The most important thing is to trust your instincts when you don't have a roadmap and don't get distracted by the naysayers because there's always going to be naysayers and you're not always going to get the support of the people around you. So you must draw your confidence from inside and trust your gut and be able to pivot with the needs of the people you are serving and that's what we did. We followed the cannabis industry. They led us to our success and I give them a lot of credit for being so transparent with Safe Harbor that it helped us succeed and build the solutions and yes, we were always pushing our envelope but it was to our benefit in the end and to their benefit in the short term so it was a win-win situation and maybe that has something to do women are more geared into relationship building and a win-win situation makes a lot of sense to us so again i have a lot of appreciation for kim and amanda for joining me on this journey and being there with me especially during the hard days but i have a great deal of appreciation for the industry and what they taught us and how they brought us along with them.
0: Next, I asked Sunday about her time living in Germany. Uh, I grew up for a significant part of my life with there being an East Germany and a West Germany, and I expected to live my entire life with that fact being in place. And, of course, back in the late 1980s, the Berlin Wall comes down. Sunday was there for that, that tremendously historic moment. You have to be of a certain age to remember what a big deal that was. And so I asked her, having witnessed something like that, Did it give you a sense that anything is possible, including a small credit union from Colorado starting the best cannabis banking brand in the galaxy?
1: I can't say that living in a foreign country taught me that anything is possible. I think, though, there were other driving factors that got me through this cannabis banking program. However, Living in a foreign country is difficult and it does teach us a great deal about life and succeeding. If one wants to learn, because it's pretty easy to hide in a foreign country too and never adapt. It's not easy being the foreigner and relying on the good graces of other people to help you. But the independence you learn, because that's really what you have to do. You have to dig in deep if you're going to adapt to this culture you have to learn to rely on yourself more than anything else you learn to internally navigate foreign places foreign cultures foreign practices and that teaches you flexibility and how to live outside the box and how to adapt so you're 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 Doing a lot of different things in a foreign country that prepare you for success in life. But again, it's easy to live in that foreign country and not adapt and not be part of that culture. As far as cannabis banking and the success we've realized at Safe Harbor, I think the most driving factor that kept us going, and kept me going, was the fact that we were doing the right thing. Everybody that I spoke to when I was doing my homework, whether at the federal level or the state level, they all agreed that the money needed to be banked, that the industry needed to be held accountable, that the industry needed to be legitimized, whether they believed in cannabis or not. The money and protecting the financial system was a priority to federal agencies, and the money was getting into the system, or the money was staying on the streets, even worse, and the safety factor, and, and people were actually dying because the money wasn't getting banked. So nobody could deny it was the right thing to do. Somebody just had to do it right, and that's where all the work came in. But it was my husband who pointed out very early when we were in cannabis banking that I was on a mission, and I truly think that was probably it. I was on a mission to do the right thing and to get this job done and to prove it can be done and to protect the community of Colorado when we started and then protect the financial system as well. So I think that was my driving factor, finding and doing the right thing.
0: Well, for my part, it's been a tremendous pleasure to share in you know making historical record of this amazing journey, these pioneers in cannabis banking. And I'm certain that from time to time, we'll have Sunday back on the air.
1: Jason, thank you. I appreciate all that you've done and getting the history of Safe Harbor on the podcast and available to many people and I will look forward to sharing thoughts and ideas in the future whether it's about banking or cannabis banking or safe harbor financial so I'll look forward to those special guest spots you bring up every now and again thank you
0: and the best way to know when those are coming is to follow Safe Harbor on their social media sites. Check out their website as often as you can. It really has been. I've never learned so much about a particular industry, cannabis banking, as I have during my time doing the Sunday on Monday podcast. Now, we're going to do one last episode in August. I'll be doing it on my own. Uh, A year since, I went out to the Safe Harbor offices, one of the only road trips I took during the entire COVID-19 pandemic because I was so intrigued by what they were doing. And so I'm going to wrap up the show next month just talking about this amazing journey and what I've learned as an outsider and how I think it can benefit the cannabis marketplace going forward because that's what Sunday and her team want. That's what they've always wanted. And it's what they will continue to pursue each and every day at Safe Harbor Financial. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday on Monday podcast, the best podcast about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. One episode left. Join us in August and we'll talk to you then. Take care.